works the power of sin and darkness whose love is mighty and so much stronger the king of glory the king above all kings who shakes the whole earth with holy thunder and leaves us breathless in awe and wonder the king of glory the king above all kings this is amazing grace this is unfailing love that you would take my place that you would bear my cross you lay down your life that i would be set free oh jesus i sing for that you've done for me who brings our chaos back into order who makes the orphan a son and daughter the king of glory the king of glory who rules the nations with truth and justice shines like the sun in all of its brilliance the king of glory the king above all kings this is amazing grace this is unfailing love that you would take my place that you would bear my cross you lay down your life that i would be set free oh jesus i sing for all that you've done for me worthy is the lamb who was slain worthy is the king who conquered the grave worthy is the lamb who was slain worthy is the king who conquered the grave worthy is the lamb who was slain worthy is the king who conquered the grave Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy, worthy, worthy. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. That you would bear my cross. You lay down your life. That I would be set sing for all that you've done for me hey good morning everyone welcome to Bueller MB so glad to see you today why don't you find somebody to greet this morning and say good morning it's the Lord's Day or something. How are you? Okay. Good, good.
can go ahead and have a seat. Yeah, there we go. Sorry, Vij. Again, good morning. Uh, a lot of rain last night, huh? Seems like it around here and over the last week. I, you remember, I still get to ask the dumb questions about being in an ag community, so I don't know if the rain is now too much or it's okay, but I'll ask Gib later. So, uh, Hey, there's not as much going on summertime-wise, so I just want to encourage you to keep your eyes on the bulletin a little bit and watch those connections. A um, uh, couple of things I do want to keep in front of you, though. Uh, oh, you'll notice I'm here by myself. Dustin's at camp, and uh, this is a busy time for Dustin. He actually gets a quick turnaround, and he'll get back from junior high camp today. And then by Tuesday or so, I think he's off to Glorietta for senior high camp. Similarly to last week, we have bracelets in the back for those campers and counselors that we're sending. If you can take one of those bracelets and pray for those campers and counselors, that would be great. Does everybody understand what I'm saying? So let's make sure we pick up those bracelets on the back and we'll keep praying for Dustin as he has a lot going on. A um, couple of things that are kind of fun for the summer. Uh, the college, we, we actually trying hard to have a college group when our college kids come back. Cindy and Brent, you're not Cindy. Cindy and Brent have uh, invited college kids, students, sorry, I'm old enough to call you kids, don't be offended, um, uh, for some gatherings periodically, every Wednesday, every Sunday, every Sunday. Sure, whatever, there's a, there's a texting group. And so that's happening tonight. And so we want to encourage any college students that are back to join the Wickers out at their place for a good time of just hanging out and seeing what God's up to in your lives. Similarly, another college thing. I know we're all uncomfortable talking about money things occasionally, but we have this fund for uh, students that attend Christian colleges. And Julie, I'm going to make sure I get this right. Uh, it's a little bit skinny right now. And by that, I mean really skinny. So if you're interested in helping out with the college fund for uh, students that attend Christian colleges, you can drop something in the bucket, make a designation for it. Is that right, how I should say that? Okay, so um, we just want to make sure we're giving you opportunity to support that, that uh, fund. Uh, with all the summer stuff coming up, um, Renee, are you in the house? You need to be. There you are. You should come up. So, yep, that's the right screen to see. Renee is sort of our, oh, and others. Yes, absolutely. Bring others, Michelle. <laughs> and uh, tell us about VBS. Tell us whatever you want. Oh, what? Yeah. Could you run that? Okay, yes. Yeah, we got a video to watch first. It's a quick little teaser thing. It'll tell you what we got in mind. Nice.
Hi. Hi. Here, come up here. There you go. Michelle, go. <laughs> so we're excited. We, we took a little while to come up with, with choosing the theme, but we landed on this one and we felt like it was where God wanted us to take the kids. It looks like exciting and um, just... Um, Wavy. Wavy. <laughs> I want to do a lot of fun things with water. Kids love water. So, uh, oh so it's great. Um, it is, I, 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 someone brought me to attention that in the bulletin is not all the information, but up here is all the information. It's July 25 through 29. Uh, last week, it was super hard to come up with a week. We were looking at the school calendar and trying to make it work for the elementary kids. There's a lot of activities for them. So, I understand there's other conflicts, and but that is a we chose 25 through 29, and um, it's going to be the Bueller Mennonite has will again have the preschool through the first graders over there. We've edited the time just a little bit to have them end 15 minutes early, so parents could go pick up their kids there and then then come on over here to pick up their the older grade school kids at 11.30. So those are two of the changes. We're going back to kind of the way it was before COVID. So yeah, So the, and they're excited to do that as well. And so there'll be more information coming. And Michelle is working with... Good morning. Um, I will be working with the signups for um, volunteer opportunities. We have great opportunities for volunteers. And folks, this is so much fun. These kids, they teach you so much. They teach us more. And we adults, we really need to learn stuff from them. They are truly amazing. Anyway, July 25th through the 29th, um, from 9.30 to 11.30, what Renee said. And we will have the opportunities of as helpers, we have a volunteer sign-up sheet on the information desk for that. And next week, I'll have a sign-up sheet regarding the snacks. And you can also help with snacks as well. Um, the opportunities, volunteer opportunities for helping with Bible school will be uh, skits, crafts, games, snacks, group leaders, and so forth. So we would love your help. And we cannot do VBS without Jesus, and we cannot do VBS without you. And each one of you have great, great potential. We were made for more and to do more for Jesus, and we invite your heart to have you. Thank you. You can, um, I forgot to mention that we do have a sign-up online like we have in the past, and sign-up online. The link is on, on the Bueller Connect and for volunteering, you can sign up there or on the piece of paper out here if you don't feel comfortable doing that. And sign up the kids to attend and kids invite your friends and, and get them to sign up as well. Uh, we just wanna share the community, we wanna share Jesus with the community. And Lauren Metters and Amanda Dick are also helping us, so. All right, well we thanks. Okay, so the, here's the bullet, the short summary. Here's when VBS is. Can't do it alone. If you'd like to help out, even just for part of the time, whatever, talk to these women. And uh, we're going to have a great, as usual, VBS in July. Okay? So thanks for sharing, uh, Michelle and Renee. The rest of the stuff, like I say, keep track in your bulletin, watch the connections and uh, uh, the website a little bit, and we'll keep you up with everything going on this summer. And... Uh, 
here's who we are. We are Bueller MB, lest you think I forgot. This is our mission and vision. Last week, I was just so pleased with the way I said, we want to level up. We want to have a chance to share together. Maybe you can share something about how you've seen the mission and vision work in your own life or in somebody else's life around us. We had some great stories last week. Thank you for sharing if you shared last week. We want to do it again. So I'm going to stand here, and I'm not going to be too afraid of a little bit of silence. For those of you that know me well know that I hate silence, but it's okay. So how is God working? What can we pray together about? Anything like that, I'm going to... Slowly walk down here and see if anybody wants to share today. I know. Up. Oh. How am I going to find you quickly? Oh, I can get there. Hi, Judy Bands. Hello. So um, after the day at the pond, which was so wonderful and beautiful weather, in the evening, and I won't go into details because um, it's all God. <laughs> But we invited our friends um, that we've been walking with and uh, to come and have s'mores. <laughs> so it turns out we had really nothing for the s'mores. <laughs> Except chocolate. Oh, yeah, I did have that. <laughs> and Galen's light, and it was windy, and we didn't have paper to start the fire. So we run to the post office to get leftover messengers, and there was one. And we didn't have the sticks, and we didn't have our cornhole that we left somewhere. And so I'm thinking, what did I do? And they agreed, they said, sure, we'll come. Didn't know how many of the family, and you know what? They all came except one of the boys that was with a friend that night. So um, it was wonderful. And I think that it just goes to show this being intentional and obedience. Um, we could have easily, and Galen said so many much, he thought, this is just not, we, we just shouldn't tonight. It's windy. It's not. It was wonderful. So encouraged us to just be who Jesus wants us to be. And uh, thank you to Lindsay Toll, Lindsay Fast, <laughs> for providing my needs. <laughs> uh, uh, here's what I heard in that. I feel like that's awesome, by the way. So what, to make sure we're communicating clearly, and Judy and I have talked, they, the Banzas are living on mission. They are absolutely living on mission. They have friends that are, they are trying to show who Jesus is. And so she had an idea, and she might have been tempted to go, oh, we don't have sticks, we don't have marshmallows or whatever, but I really want these people to come over. And they did, and it worked out marvelously. So that's so their continuing journey. Thank you for sharing, Judy Bands. Anybody else? Something to pray about, the way you've seen God work? You know what? I'm not doing it unless you promise it's an okay thing. I'll talk to you and maybe we can do it next week, okay? Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, for those of you that don't know, we have to, some of the kids think that I'm a pushover. Hello, Tammy. How are you? Uh, welcome back. 
We just wanted to share that. We wanted to say thank you for praying for us. Um, as a family, I grew up in this church, and, um, and of course, it's still my just home. It's my heart. And um, my mom, <laughs> of course. And, um, and so I know, like, Bible study, different people have been praying for us. As a family, we took a, um, a it's called a discipleship training school for five months and three months. We um, were in training, and two months we went to Uganda and got to, got to walk alongside the people there as a family. And it was a, a precious time, and I feel like God was there just waiting for us at the airport saying, come, come, I'm so excited to see you. I'm here, let's, let's, let's go do this, and, and it was fun. But I think that... Um, that we realized that there's, it was a family DTS, and we realized there's no junior Holy Spirit here. God just works through kids and, and, family, and parents alike. And so um, we just might, if it's okay, we might just share one or two stories that God just um, showed up. One of the stories um, I loved about, uh, in the morning we were, um, well, I guess one thing, is like the Lord just showed me the intimacy. Out of intimacy with him is how he works. And one day he just asked me just to sit in Psalms 139. And I just sat there. And it just became so real to me. And it was, he just showed me all the verses of how he speaks over me through Psalms 139. And two days later, I happened to be visiting with a Muslim lady in a, a shop. And I started sharing with her about, about Jesus and just explaining to her. And then, um, and then from my heart, I shared Psalms 139 with her and, and just showed her who she was in that, in that chapter. And she was like, this is what I want. And she came to Jesus and um, go God yeah, <laughs> to who he was. And I think um, I'd love it if Zach, Zach has some pretty cool stories. <laughs> so one time we were having um, worship and intercession, and uh, I was I had this vision of a house that like a brick house with um, a woman with a black shirt and dress, and a girl with a black dress and a boy with a green shirt, and then we we. He went on outreach then in the afternoon, and she, and that sure enough, there was um, a person with a black dress and a woman with a black dress, and they were very kind people, and they were just um, they 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 knew Jesus, and we gave them a Bible, and they were so happy, jumping up, and then she had so much faith. She said, "There's a person that had gotten in a car wreck right beside her, and." Their door, their door is probably locked, but we can still pray for them right now, and they'll be healed. And then we went over there, and then his wife came over, and we gave her a Bible, and she was very, very excited. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. For those of you that don't know, so Tammy, say your last name for me now. Haugi. Yeah, used to be Utsi all those years ago. And this is their family. If you haven't been following their journey, they're absolutely living on mission. They took some time out of their life to go, and you trained with YWAM. And now you're off on other adventures for a bit. Is that true? 
Yeah, all right. So welcome back. Thanks for sharing with us. All right, so that's sharing. Uh, and uh, I promise I'll talk to Latina before next week. Don't worry. Everybody's like, oh, he's dissing the kid. I'm not. Ah, good stuff. Good stuff to see how God's working in our midst. Uh, let's see. A couple other things before we get on with it. Um, Dustin actually uh, sent a video, so he's at camp. Uh, let's check out what he sent for us as uh, an update for the junior high camp this week. Hello, this is the junior high youth group. We are in Quapal, uh, Oklahoma for the summer church camp. Something that impacted me was when people went and prayed for the first time to let God, God into their heart, and then some people um, let God into their heart for the second time. Something that impacted me was when Rashak, Meshach, and Abednego <laughs> were thrown in the fire and they weren't burnt or they didn't smell like smoke. Thank you for continuing to pray for us. I don't know who that kid is on the right, but he cracked me up. Uh, anyway, so they're headed back today. And uh, then, like I say, Dustin has a quick turnaround, but that's what's happening at camp. It's really important for us to support campers. Anybody that has a story where camp changed your life when you were younger or just know how important camp is, it's a great thing. So let's keep supporting that in all the different ways. And we've got the other camps coming up here. Uh, this week, things I know, I don't know that much this week. <laughs> But what I do know is Denise Heiselman had uh, knee surgery, and she's apparently doing really well. And so we appreciate you all praying about that, and uh, she'll hopefully, you know that she's a regular staple up here playing guitar for us, so we want to just keep praying for her so we can continue to exploit her gifts. Um, uh, in the same breath, I will say Denise and BJ's daughter, Erin is right here and she's going to come up and join me now because we know that Aaron is uh, on staff with uh, Operation Mobilization and uh, after all the silliness of pandemics and things you are going to tell us some stuff going on with you. Yes, um, I finally get to go back hopefully <laughs> on Tuesday <laughs> as long as flights and everything work right. out but yeah going back on Tuesday um, for a month at least my mom said I could ex don't restrict myself to a month because I would usually go for three months, but okay. it's been two and a half years, so I thought I'd start small, <laughs> see <laughs> yes, how indeed. it goes. But yeah, I'll just go work in the office. Um, and then at the end of June, we have a team retreat where lots of other remote workers are coming and some remote workers are already there for a few months. So it's just going to be a nice time for our team to meet together in person, some of us for the first time. Um, and yeah, just a good bonding time for the team. Yeah, it's obviously been uh, a bit uncertain during all the COVID stuff of, you know, fortunately it's in the rear view a ways, but it still affects some things and you haven't been able to go until now. So we're so glad you can go back and uh, make it clear where you're going. Oh, Austria, <laughs> near Vienna. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so it'll be good. Erin will be able to reconnect with her team there and continue the stuff she does for OM. Uh, for even just for a month, my wife and I will miss Erin because she is... Uh, She's an abs fan. Awesome game last night. Sorry, I said I wouldn't do that anymore. I just lied. Anyway, 
It's all right. But we want to send Erin on her way with God's blessing. So we're going to pray for Erin, and then we're going to pray for the rest of our service as we've gathered here for worship. As you can see this morning, we're going to share the Lord's Supper together. We will uh, worship with that in mind today. And so I want to invite you to, first of all, uh, pray with Aaron if you want to extend your hand as we send her out. That would be marvelous. And then we'll pray for the service. And off we go. Why don't you all stand with me, please? So God, we're so grateful to be gathered here together. We're so grateful for the way you work and call out people to do what you've called them to do, to really talk about living on mission. So God, we pray for Erin right now as she, uh, after this very uncertain time, is now able to head back to Austria and to see her team and to regroup and see uh, the work, the important work that they're doing for Operation Mobilization. God, I pray that you would just be with her. I pray for flights, safe travel, and all the details in that. But God, I just pray that you would work and move in, in even ways that she doesn't see coming, that uh, you will reunite her with some old friends and meet some new ones as they continue their part of living on mission. So we pray that you would bless Erin as she goes and bring her back to us safely. God, this morning we are gathered here for worship, and we pray that you would be honored and glorified in all that we do. We're so mindful of what you've done for us in Christ, and God, as we worship, remind us of that. Bless our time, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Worthy of every song we could ever see. praise we could ever breathe worthy of every breath we could ever breathe we live for you Jesus the name above every other name Jesus the only one who could ever say Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we, we live, live for you. you. Oh, we, we live, live for you. Holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder. Show me who you are and fill me with your heart and song we could ever sing worthy of every praise we could ever breathe worthy of every breath we could ever breathe we live for you jesus the name above every other name Jesus, the only one who could ever save. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Oh, we live for you. 
to do was speak by his spirit wind command and God created the heavenly filled with galaxies and stars the vast cosmos he wonderfully made his voice scooped out the seas the ocean depths he poured into vast reservoirs now with breathtaking wonder let everyone worship Yahweh this awe-inspiring creator words he breathed and worlds were birthed let there be and there it was springing forth the moment he spoke, no sooner said than done. With his breath he scatters the schemes of nations who oppose him. They will never succeed. His destiny plan for the earth stands sure. His forever plan remains in place and will never fail. All creatures of our God and King, lift up your voice and with us sing. Oh, praise Him. Alleluia. Thou burning sun with golden Oh, praise Him. Alleluia. Oh. 
Let all things their Creator bless and worship Him in humbleness. Oh, praise Him.
Jesus is calling. Bring your sorrows and trade them for joy. From the ashes a new life is born. Jesus is calling. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, what a Savior! Isn't He wonderful? Sing hallelujah! Christ is down before him for he is lord of all sing hallelujah christ is risen oh what a savior isn't he wonderful sing hallelujah christ is before him for he is lord of all sing hallelujah christ is risen oh come to the altar the father's arms are open wide forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Bear your cross as you wait for the crown. Tell the world of the treasure you found. You can go ahead and have a seat. We're going to share together the Lord's Supper today, and uh, just some of those things that have to be said so we get, you know, a smooth operation here, but I don't want you to lose sight of things we sung about, uh, especially on the end there that we're all welcome here. If you put your trust in Jesus, you're welcome at this table. And uh, as I regularly say, Bueller MB practices open communion. If you have trusted Christ, we welcome you to come uh, join in this celebration of what he's done for us uh this morning in a minute so oh so i'm sorry got distracted in my mind there for a minute so uh, we'll stick with our regular approach here when you feel ready or we'll we'll do roads by roads and whatever come to the front uh there's still a double stack ain't broke don't fix it so we're kind of sticking with our uh, what we've been doing now for several months and uh, I'd like you to take the elements back to your seat and we will partake together as a group. 
Um, if you can't make it up here, Randy's in the back, and you can just put your hand up, and he would be glad to bring you the elements, and you can hold on to them until we partake. So uh, uh, there's gluten-free in the one tray as well, and that will help you if that's something you need. So as we take a moment this morning to think about what we've sung about, I just want to encourage you in a little bit of quiet, music playing, silence, whatever, um, This is a time to remember, we talk about that a lot. We come here and worship and celebrate the Lord's Supper in remembrance of what Jesus did, his broken body, his shed blood. So I want to give you just a couple of moments to just take a breath and be in God's presence and say, we do this and I can't always fathom it and it is amazing what you've done for me, Jesus. So take just a moment to do that. Then I'm going to pray and we can come and receive the elements. So. Let's take some time. <clears throat> Father, we are so thankful for what you've done for us in Jesus that he is the one who made a way for us to have a reconciled relationship with the God of the universe. His broken body, his shed blood, God, that is what we claim today and that is what we remember. And so as we come to this table and partake of these elements, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for the body and blood of Jesus. And we ask your blessing on our time to do so. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come. Who is the great King of glory? Seated on high in the heavens. Jesus, you alone. You are the Lord God Almighty, strong in compassion and mercy. Jesus, you alone. I've searched the world for a love that could fill my heart. Nothing compares to the wonder of who you are holy all the earth singing holy all the angels cry holy jesus you alone jesus you You set the stars in the heavens. You set the world into motion. Oh, Jesus, you alone. You breathe your life in creation. 
you walked among your created Jesus you alone I've searched the world for a love that could fill my heart nothing compares to the wonder of who your blood for salvation you broke the curse for our freedom oh Jesus you alone you rose from death in the morning you'll come again in your glory oh Jesus you story, Jesus had gathered his closest followers the night before he was going to be arrested and crucified. The word of God says this, while they were eating, Jesus took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take, take and eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Jesus, we are so mindful and grateful for what you've done for us. And God, uh, Every time we partake of this, we pray that you would draw us closer and closer to you. Remind us every moment of our lives what it meant for Jesus to take our sin 
and take it on himself. God, I pray that you would be blessed in all that we do and remind us of this. We thank you for this chance we have to share together, and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you, Cindy, worship team, for leading us this morning. Hey, we're in the book of Acts. So here we are. Um, I hope this has been, what do I want to say? Uh, the comments I've gotten I'm pleased with because I've got, we've got you grinding on things. Some of you have said, I don't remember that story from Acts. That was great. And some of you have just said, you know, just a reminder what it means to live on mission. So uh, here we are. We're in chapter 6 today. So as you can see, it's kind of a short passage. I know you're all going, Phew. and uh, 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 not as, you know, not as really wowing and, and uh, fun story as some of them. It's still a good story and all that. So we don't want to neglect it, of course. But I just want to remind us where we're at. As always, the Jesus movement is progressing. Luke is writing about the Jesus movement, the beginning of the church. And uh, just a reminder, we're still in Jerusalem because we just had, last week we talked about the, the apostles were arrested, then they were beaten up, but they were still able to find joy in ministry as they stayed on mission. So um, here we find ourselves then grinding on and we see that another situation has arisen. And this morning I've asked Melissa, mostly because I thought of this about 11 o'clock last night, okay, not quite that late, but I've asked her to read the passage for us, and I'll put it up here for everybody to see as well, and uh, Melissa's going to read our uh, scripture passage this morning. Thank you, honey. So this is Acts 6, verses 1 through 7. In those days when the number of disciples was increasing, the Hellenistic Jews among them complained against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve gathered all the disciples together and said, it would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom we will turn this responsibility over to them and will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. This proposal pleased the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. Also Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parm Parmenas, Parmenas, I don't know, Parmenas, <laughs> and Nicholas from Antioch, a convert to Judaism. They presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. So the word of God spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly, and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. Thanks. Yeah, um, so we see what's happening in here. Uh, it starts off by saying, you know, 
the, the movement was still happening. That's what happens in verse 1, right? The movement is still happening. But then this another little hiccup starts to happen. Turns out that some of the uh, particular widows were being neglected, it seemed like. And you know that's the main um, sort of thing with this. So they end up electing these seven guys. Um, let's, let, let, let me just dive in this way. There's some interesting things about a very simple story. It's a pretty simple story. Something came up, they brought it up, and the apostles dealt with it. That's as simple as it is, but let me, let me point out a couple of things. First of all, it's interesting that right now in chapter 6, we see a little bit of a leadership fo uh, focus uh, shift. It's largely been about Peter. All of a sudden, now it seems to be about the apostles as a whole, because uh, whoever had this complaint or had noticed this bad thing happening, they went to the apostles. And in verse 2, the 12 gathered all the disciples together. So a little bit of a shift, just kind of interesting. Um, here's something to make sure we understand about the particular conflict. The widow's differences were lingu linguistic and cultural. They were not ethnic. This is still 99% a Jewish church. All the Gentile stuff's coming shortly, and it's going to be so much fun to look at. But right now, it's largely, mostly, pretty much all a Jewish church, Jewish followers of Jesus. So it's a linguistic thing, a cultural thing. Do you remember this thing called the diaspora or diaspora, when Jews were scattered after both kingdoms fell? So there were Jews all over the place, but they were, uh, they, uh, they were adopting non Hebrew or Aramaic languages, they were adopting cultures, they were speaking Greek, and, but they were still Jews, uh, you know, by lineage, and so that's just something to remind ourselves. It wasn't an ethnic thing, uh, it was a cultural linguistic thing. Um, what happened here is, this is the part I want you to catch today, it's another hindrance to the movement that had to be dealt with. So here's the church trying to live on mission and not unlike uh, having a core couple come to the body and lie not only to them but to God himself. We saw that with Ananias and Sapphira, right? And remember what we said about that. The simple part was the movement's just beginning and God said, I can't have that. This movement needs to get off on the right foot. So here's another minor version of that. It seems that there was some inequality. It seems like somebody was being neglected. What was it? I don't, we don't know if it was, you know, was it an oversight or was it somebody intentionally? It doesn't matter, but it was something that had to be dealt with. Some of the widows, some of the needy were not being dealt, were taken care of at the same way and pace as the others. And so it's brought up before and they had to deal with it. Now, instead of, you know, somebody dropping dead, and we're glad that God doesn't use that method very often anymore, right? And even now, uh, a non-supernatural sort of response. Okay, what's the church going to do? What's my movement going to do? Well, they're going to deal with it. And they're going to move forward because they, we want them to keep living on mission. I'm going to say that like a lot this whole series, you know that. Um, the other interesting thing is that... Uh, some of you who are familiar with this story are saying, well, yeah, that's that story where they called out the first deacons in the church. And that's not untrue at all. But it is interesting that, so that Greek word diakoneo, try that again, diakoneo, it does mean, it means servant or it means minister, but technically they are not actually called deacons anywhere in this little passage. 
I just thought I'd point this out. And just so you think I'm not making stuff up, um, one of my uh, commentators supports me in this. He says, <laughs> Mr. Howard, Marsh, uh, Howard Marshall, although the verb serve comes from the same root as the noun which is rendered into English as deacon, it is noteworthy that Luke does not refer to the seven as deacons. Their task had no formal name. So uh, I don't want to get lost in the weeds about offices and positions in the church exactly, but that is sort of what we're talking about. But just so you know, uh, they weren't called deacons. They just called out the seven, and that's what happened. So um, here's, here's what I think we need to catch today, the big thing to catch from a very simple, short little story. And again, I'm hoping you all catch the story. Uh, there was some unfairness they felt like or maybe some neglect and so somebody comes and says hey church leaders we should fix this and the church leaders say you're right now in the middle of this the part we can't miss is that the apostles they say well look we have to stick with what we believe God has called us to and gifted us to do and those are two really important things we're going to stick to the ministry of prayer and we're going to stick to the ministry of preaching the word. Now, let's be clear about this. Um, the word is sort of open. Uh, you know, it's big. It could be preaching scripture or whatever, but that's probably not as likely because in the early days of the church, scripture is sort of being written as they, as they lived it, right? I mean, New Testament scripture. They, can, they probably did talk about Old Testament, you know, uh, the law and prophets sort of thing still some. But when we say the word, it's the continuing proclamation that Jesus is who he is. And they are bearing witness because they're living on mission. Am I making sense, church? So they said, you know, this is good. You know, this is important. This is important. We've got to take care of this, but we feel like it's not for us, so we want to call out seven guys to take care of this for us. And so um, uh, the big thing, in my opinion, to catch is to say that nothing must hinder the mission. Nothing must hinder the mission. It can't be a, a core couple from a chapter ago lying about sharing their money, and it can't be somebody suggesting that we are not being fair and equal and impartial or taking care of everyone's needs because that might hinder the mission. Remember what we said, the idea, a lot of the public was watching this movement. And remember, they had a lot of people on their side when they were debating, I'm thinking about maybe trusting this Jesus guy. I'm going to keep watching this community. And so if they saw this and they said, wait, I've heard that these widows aren't being treated as well so nothing could hinder the mission all right and so they had to deal with they had to say okay let's let's take care of this so um uh if we want to not hinder the mission we have to maintain correct ministry priorities okay so when you think about not hindering the mission besides the 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 uh, visual that this might give to observers around that they're not treating everybody fairly and some people are being neglected. They also needed to maintain their uh, commitment to prayer and to preaching the word. Okay? So if they wanted to not hinder the mission besides dealing with the conflict or whatever, they had to maintain their uh, priority. Now, don't hear me incorrectly that... Um, Helping others or, uh, you know, 
being deacons in this case, and it is ironic, we're talking about deacons on a day that the deacons are serving us in communion today, so that's kind of fun. But uh, it, it isn't a matter of, no, that's not important, so we're not going to do it. You, you, you might be tempted to think that, that Peter and the guys said, look, that's beneath us. We don't want to, no. They're, they're saying we, the priority has to be, if every other ministry and, and program, if you want to say, nobody likes that word anymore, but if everything went away, we have to be committed to prayer and preaching the word. We have to be committed to praying for ourselves, for, for our community, for each other. You know, we have to be committed to praying, keeping our God relationship up, and we have to be committed to preaching Jesus because that's our mission, and that's what we said we would do. We would be witnesses to Jesus his death, his resurrection, his ascension. So it isn't a matter of, you know, sorry, we're way cooler than that. We're not, you know, they said we can't lose sight of what we believe God has called us to and gifted us to do, and it's, it's the important thing we have to keep doing. All right, is that fair, everybody? Gifting, call, all these things sort of um, have to be mentioned in, in, in passing, or at least briefly. So the other part I would say is when you look at the list, I, I don't want to put it back up because that'll take too much time, but uh, Stephen, we're going to see a lot. He did great things, and we're going to see that next week, starting next week and the next. And then a guy named Philip, we talked about him before here. And they, so it's not that the seven were any less gifted. They were just gifted differently and they were able to take care of this, okay? So keep your priorities straight if we want to not hinder the mission. Um, uh, the reminder that if we also don't want to hinder the mission, sometimes we need to redo and restructure. And that's what they did. So I think probably Peter and the apostles said, oh, huh, didn't think about that, that that might be something that could be a little organized and structured, right? And so they said, okay, let's just fix this. We'll call seven guys out, and we'll, uh, we'll put something in place so that everybody's taken care of, and this isn't an issue, and it won't hinder from our mission. So sometimes we have to redo and restructure just to take care of those sort of things. Um, and it's important to remember that in this passage, I'll tell you, um, they gathered all the disciples together in verse 2, and they talked to the whole group. And they say, here's what we should do. And it says, the proposal in verse 5 pleased the whole group. So we have to consider community whenever we do these things to, you know, to, if we want to maintain our priority, we want to restructure as we can, we have to do that as a body. And they did that. And it says, they, you know, it, the implication is they talked about it, they worked it out, and everybody seemed... Uh, quite pleased with the, you know, with the response. So it's important for us to remember that. Here, here's the part I want you to catch. Uh, did, did the person or people that noticed the disparity, did they say, that's it, we are breaking off, we're going to have a church split? They didn't. And they didn't say, well, we're, go you know, we're, not, we're going our own way. They said, we got a problem here, guys. Can we fix it? And they all nodded and got the community together and said, yes, we can. Um, there's an illustration in here that I want it, to, it's kind of rough, but I, I kind of want to do it. Uh, not rough, but I mean uh, clunky, clumsy. For us, when we talk about redoing and, and considering the community, 
the one thing, and I would say I have been really, and I haven't had reason to be, uh, the one thing that was like even microscopically controversial is when I came to the congregation and suggested, hey, what do you think if we would change Sunday school and service and we'd flip-flop them? Here, we were redoing we, we thought, for us to continue to live on mission, we, we, and we had people, we had committee, we had the elders, and we talked about it. And this is an illustration of that sort of thing. And we've done it here. And all of you are going, haven't we always gone first? <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> but that's how this, I have, we had some good discussions. We talked about it as a community. We came together and said, okay, let's switch and see. And now, here we are. That's the principle of these things, okay? So, uh, uh, I think that's important for us to catch, but I think there's also something for us to catch when we think about for us. And it, those of you that are savvy sermon listeners know that uh, I've challenged myself to have some application in general and then some specific things for us. And it's like, well, aren't they the same most of the time? Yeah, they can be a lot. But anyway, uh, here's some things I think we can just remember from, from this whole passage, from the idea of, of uh, being aware of difficult, anything that hinders the mission, the idea that we may need to restructure, we're all using our gifts and our calling to places God, and that's, oh my goodness, that's a whole nother sermon series someday. Haven't said that for a while, but gifting, call, where you think you should be doing in church, that, that's coming sometime, and you're like, well, how about yesterday? And I know, but anyway, we're in Acts right now. <laughs> so, uh, but there's stuff for us to catch from all of this, and here's some general things I think that are important for us. First of all, we can't fear conflict. It would have been inappropriate for these people to notice that there was disparity and widows were being neglected. And, well, I don't want to get Peter and the boys mad at me, so I'm just going to... I'm just going to stay here and stew in it for a while. We, there's no reason to fear conflict. And do you know who some of the worst people are that fear conflict? Pastors. For real. Pastors have trouble with conflict. Now, it's changing. There are a lot of guys that are much more... Uh, there's that word again. <laughs> that are much more brave about, or bold, or brazen. Brazen, I'm going to go with brazen, uh, in their leadership. But generally speaking, conflict doesn't have to be a negative thing. And similarly then, I would say in this one, everybody loves to see this whenever anybody mentions it, don't fear change. I mentioned our illustration to say... It's okay, and we've seen that change worked out all right. It's been months and months, and we're good with the changing uh, service and, and groups, okay? So uh, let's remind ourselves that we don't need to fear conflict. We can deal with it, and change is okay, and it, it can usually keep you moving forward like it did with our uh, early church here in Acts chapter 6. Uh, can't say this enough, and don't beg me with your eyes rolling, just stop saying that. I'm not going to stop saying it. We have to remember the mission. And so the message for us in Bueller MB in 2022 is to live on mission. We were called to give witness to Jesus, his death, resurrection, his ascension. Amen? That's what this is all about. That's why the pastor wanted to talk about Acts for like a year. You know, so we have to remember the mission and not let anything distract from that. And this is the part that I've been so just really compelled to share freely. Uh, we have to be seeking the Holy Spirit. So here's the passage, two, two parts today. Um, 
When the apostles hear the sitch, brothers and sisters, they said, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. That, that was the biggest criteria. It wasn't, can they balance the checkbook? It wasn't, are they good with people? It wasn't, can he lift a big boulder or something? It was the first thing that we know to be full of the Spirit. Now, one of the, my question of the day, I sometimes mention stuff, the one for groups today, if you're doing the uh, sermon questions in your group, is I'd love for you to bat around how we know that. How do we know when someone's full of the Spirit? It's hard, and we don't want to be judgy. But it might be an interesting thing for your groups to kind of talk about. How do you know if somebody's full of the Spirit? And wisdom is what the passage says. But we have to be seeking the Spirit because as we've said, every time Peter got up to speak, to preach, to address whatever's going on, the passage is so consistently saying, and Peter, full of the Holy Spirit, said this. So this is the easy stuff for us, I think. Easy. Okay, sorry. Didn't mean easy. Simple. Uh, don't fear conflict. Don't fear change. Remember the mission and seek the Holy Spirit. Now, I know some of you are like, I thought we were going to talk about roles and positions. Yeah, that's all sort of built into this. But my contention, my suggestion is, if you are living by the Spirit and keeping in mind those other things, you will know what you're called and gifted to do. Now, again, that's probably a whole nother series, probably not a year long, but we should continually ask ourselves about our gifting and our call. But in the meantime, we want to be a church that is not hindering the mission that God has called us to. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. God, thank you for this morning, for our chance to share together in worship and the Lord's Supper, and then to hear a quick story of how a little bump in the road came to the movement and they handled it so well. God, I pray that we would be exemplary in that as well. When those little bumps come, we don't want to hinder our mission and our call and what you have called us to do. So God, help us in that and help us to be really good at dealing with conflict and making changes when we have to, God. And as always, I pray that we would be very, very sensitive to your Spirit's leading. God, thank you for this morning. Remind us, remind us of the call in Acts every moment of our lives. God, thank you for Bueller MB, and I thank you for the generosity of our church. God, as we give today, I pray that you would bless the tithes and offerings. God, I pray that as people have need that they would come before you and ask for everything that you already know and God I pray that you would show yourself evident in amazing ways but I'm thankful for today I pray that you would bless us even as we part company this morning we love you in Jesus name amen all right so as always and I always forget that I should probably mention the connection cards sooner in the service because then sometime during the service you could fill one out I'll try harder in the weeks ahead but remember if you want to drop a connection card for a prayer request or something on your mind please do that in the buckets also tithes and offerings as you leave uh, let's see two or three things if you have those little cups there will be a trash can at the end of the aisle here. You can drop it in the trash. That would be so kind of you so we don't have to send a bunch of third graders through the pews looking for cups. And uh, 
wristbands to pray for the campers who will be at senior high camp are in the back as well. All right? Hope you have a great day. Peace.